<laughs> I was supposed to have recorded this episode like in the daytime, but I'm ending up recording this episode at 3 a.m. in the morning because later today is Tasty Tuesday, so you have to listen to the podcast. Well, it has to be launched on a Tuesday. But look at me now at 3 a.m. looking at this cat that is walking on the roof of my neighbor's house. Oh shit. The cat is looking at me. Why is he looking at me? His eyes are twinkling. Like he was walking on the wall, on the, like, the fence. Not the roof, he was walking on the fence. Oh my god, I will make a terrible, uh, witness statement witness statement yeah eyewitness i would make a terrible eyewitness person okay okay still looking at me oh shit i think i've i think i might have been initiated into a group or something because this cat is still looking <gasps> hi readers how you doing What's going on? <laughs> okay. So, um, yo, today's episode, man, it's, it's gonna be banging. Well, I hope it's banging because I think I always say that to hype every episode and then you guys don't let me know if it's banged or not. But, hi, readers. My name is Amin, aka the Lip Gloss Mafia, aka the Crazy Book Lady, aka something bookish. What the fuck? <laughs> My aka is not something bookish. My aka is um, Lip Gloss Mafia or the Crazy Book Lady. Or you can just call me Amin because, you know, it's a cool name. Ayayay! <laughs> Welcome to the Something Bookish Podcast, episode 13. Some people's lucky number is 13. So I hope this is going to be one of those lucky episodes. We'll see how it goes. Uh-uh, look at me, rhyming, rhyming. Oh my god, I don't even know English anymore. Okay. Welcome to the Something Bookish Podcast. This is the podcast where we drink and talk about books and reading and whatever comes to my mind okay i should have been giving you guys fun facts that that was promised in the in the beginning of the show i I said i was going to be giving you guys fun facts and i swear to god i'm going to find a fun fact before the end of this episode we're going to leave here with some knowledge so brace yourself okay all right so if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> and if this is not your first time, how you doing? How have you been though? Thank you guys, especially my old time listeners. Thank you for always referring people to the podcast. Okay? And in this episode, I am going to be talking about eight of my favorite women writers. Yeah, it was a tough, it was tough. But this 
episode is inspired by Athlete Lagosian on Instagram. That's L I T L A G I O. I'm going to start again. Athlete Lagosian is A. What the fuck? I can't seem to find my letters. Um, Athlete Lagosian is L I T. L A G O S I A N. Yeah, that's it. He posted me, he tagged me on a post on Instagram um, to share my favorite women writers, six of my favorite women writers. And I just thought, hmm, this actually makes sense as a podcast episode because I can't do six. I think I had, I had two in my head at the time. So I decided to expand it into eight. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today eight of my favorite women writers yay yay but before we continue you know the drill uh i want to say hi to um all my readers i actually just want to say thank you um i appreciate you guys so much and the podcast has been listened to 1066 times you guys i mean <laughs> i know it sounds like such a small number but it's so big to me <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> oh my god okay sorry all right all right all right let me let me be serious okay um so the podcast has been listened to 1066 times as at the last time I checked and we've had we have only 12 episodes so I'm so grateful that each and every one of you who tune in and listen to the podcast and share it with your friends um I hope you guys are learning something because I do learn a lot in terms in times of like researching for the podcast and talking to people about the podcast i actually learn a lot and i hope you guys are actually learning and you're having fun which is the most important thing did i just did did i just speak london most important thing hey god i said to god i don't know what is going on (laughs) and you know the wildest thing um everybody in my house is sleeping and uh it there's there's the nepa nepa has taken the light so everywhere is dark and quiet so i'm just here sitting in my room and talking to myself <laughs> i'm laughing at myself it it sounds weird but it's not weird because i do this on a regular what was i saying oh, fuck. okay i was I was thanking you guys for um, being so kind and gracious and um, sharing the podcast. That means a lot to me. You have no idea because when I started this podcast, I wasn't expecting anyone. Well, I was expecting my friends to listen to it because I was going to drag them by their ears. And I just thought that was going to be it. I didn't know I was going to get like a wider um, reach of people i mean we're getting there 
it, with each episode i meet new people who discovered the episode that's why i try to make each episode like my first you know or or make it like it's going to be the last time you ever listen to me i know this is morbid but sometimes i like to do things as if if i die after i've done that thing that's what you used to remember me and you'd be like oh man i mean she was crazy i mean i don't want you to cry when i die obviously i need you to have a party a full-on party why are we talking about death right now see okay (laughs) i don't even know what i'm saying anymore um so what i'm saying is i started this podcast because i wanted to share my love of books and the only way i could do that was taking alcohol to loosen my my nerves or the stage fright and i have been doing that for 12 episodes now maybe one day maybe who knows i'll be able to do an episode without um without any alcohol do you think you'd be able to tell the difference huh <laughs> let me know maybe you'd be able to tell the difference i don't know but um today's drink of choice is i'm drinking something very stupid uh, something that is not good for you please please stop drinking this drink i'm just drinking it because somebody gave it to me and it was the coldest thing in the fridge and i wanted something really chilled so yeah i'm drinking bullet it's not not the energy one the one that has alcohol in it it's oh my god it fucks you up but yeah here we are recording the podcast and we're about to start the show okay so let's talk books shall we so like i said um this podcast episode is inspired by a tag on instagram stories that i received from athlete legoshan thanks girl and this is a list with eight of my favorite women writers now this list is not in any particular order i i need you to know to know that and a lot of you actually guessed two people down my list (laughs) maybe i talk about them too much or maybe i'm just so transparent or predictable i don't know but yeah a lot of you were actually able to guess so let's start with my uh let's start with i don't want to say let's start with number one because it's not like number one because it's not in any particular order so this is the first person on the list yeah alessandra torre Alessandra is an American writer. Uh, she she wrote. Um, oof, I think I've been able to get some people to try one of the novels that she wrote, Filthy Vows. Okay, I like this writer, yeah, because she writes erotica the way I would like to write about it. It's it's naughty it's it's open it's fresh she's she's free and the kind of stories she tells they are not like 
they are not the everyday type of romance there's one i just finished reading um it's two books in the series it's uh what's it called oh it's called filthy vows and i don't want to tell you too much about the book i feel like people need to read it but this book is about um a couple and the wife is starting to have thoughts of um having sex with other people and she's able to share that with her husband and he listens and he doesn't get upset and it actually turns him on and it turns them on and then eventually they start to act out on some of her fantasies it's wild like ooh, her writing is so fresh i like it it's like fast-paced I think it's, he's one of those writers that if Jackie Collins was alive, Jackie Collins would be very, very proud of the type of writing Alexandra Torrey does. And it's not just erotica. She also writes like contemporary um, fiction. There's one I read, The Ghost Writer. Oh my god, that was so good. It was sad, but it was good. Lots of intrigue and suspense. It was nice. And then the book that actually introduced me to her was do not disturb and this one is an erotic suspense novel about a girl who has this urge to kill and (laughs) she has the urge to kill and because she doesn't want to kill anybody she locks herself inside her room like she doesn't go outside because you know if you go outside especially if this girl was living in nigeria she will be killing people every single time why because men are scum so yeah she locks herself inside the house but somehow trouble always comes to find her and yes she does some killings and i've always been fascinated with um women who kill in novels because i've noticed that most novels they like the idea of a beautiful female dead body and when you like when someone pitches um a story that has a what's it called a woman killer it's almost like oh it's not gonna sell but i think it's so badass when a woman kills unapologetically just like a man would a novel so yeah i like i like i like um alexandra tory because of how far she takes her books does that make sense <laughs> anywho i like her writing she has written like 22 novels so there's still a lot of backlist for me to catch up on but yeah i'm a huge fan huge donald trump hands huge so my first person is alexandra Torre. i will read anything she writes to be honest because I've read how many of her books? One, two, three, four, five. I've read five of her books out of 22 and all of them were four to five stars. And she gets me, you know? I just, I, I, I stand. She's somebody I stand. So yeah, I like Alexandra Torrey. That's my first person. Um, let's see. My second person is Lisa C and i love her because her research in historical fiction 
Oh my goodness. Wow. She's okay. The first book I read of hers is Shanghai Girls. And I was just fascinated with I I was fascinated with China and that's not the only thing she writes. She doesn't write this she doesn't just write about Chinese um oral tradition. She also writes there's one I lo- my most recent book of hers is uh, The Island of Sea Women and uh, it's about these women divers in Jeju, the island of Jeju. And goodness gracious, the story was so rich and it was surrounded by all of this history. I you know what? I think I've I've realized that I actually like historical fiction. Like it's a thing. I actually look out for books with history. Huh. I, I never thought holy shit. I I like I like historical fiction. <laughs> it's just dawning on me. I've read a lot of historical fiction and gra- I gravitate towards historical fiction a lot. I mean, The Shadow King, Pachinko, How We Disappeared, Chintu, The First Woman. Wow, I do like historical fiction. Look at that. Interesting. Well, fun facts. We just discovered it together. Fun facts about I mean, she likes historical fiction. <laughs> So I think that is why I like Lisa C so much because she's not like, I, I know she has gotten a lot of like um, drama in the past because she's not Asian Asian. She's, it's her mom is Chinese and something else. So she's like mixed, mixed. And when you see her, she looks like a white woman. She doesn't look Asian. So she has gotten a lot of flack in the past but her writing is so rich and the the research she does i think is really deep so i think yeah i i don't have any problems with her i I don't i don't see any issue of like cultural appropriation or something i don't know if you think you've read her books and you saw something like that you should probably let me know but i almost all her books are accurate and she treats her subject with sensitivity it's just Oh, I like her books. She has a lot of books. Oh, her mom is also an author, Caroline C. I did not know that. See, I'm learning and you're also learning. So her mom, Caroline C, has like 10 books under her belt. And I tried to find a book from her mom and see if, you know, like the genes were transferable or something. But yeah, the books I've read from Lisa C. Yeah, Shanghai Girl, The Island of Sea Women and Penny in Love. There are still so many of our books I want to read. And yeah, I, I like it when there's, there's, there's a writer I love and there are other books I can go back to and just catch up in my own time. I keep loving them. But yeah, she's my second fave. I would read anything by Lisa C. Yep. Okay. So, the third person is Yoko Ogawa. I hope I pronounced that name right. I really hope I did. Now, I have only read one book by Yoko. And some people might be wondering, why is she on your list? You've only read one book. That one book, y'all, was enough. The Memory Police. Oh, 
so surreal. I mean, he, the, the book was like drinking um, Avian on a cold, a cold bottle of Avian on a hot day. Like, the water is so fresh and it's giving you goosebumps. That's how writing feels like. I, does that make does that make sense to you? I hope it does. Do you have any writer who does that to you? <laughs> she does that to me. So um, apparently, since 1988, the year I was born, Yoko Ogawa has published more than 50 works of fiction, and this is what somebody had to say about her in an article in an article um wait oh no lost the article i can't remember anywho what i do know is oh found it again (laughs) oh my god this bullet is a bastard okay so this is what someone had to say about her style of writing the reader is presented with an acute description of what the protagonist, usually female, observes and feel, and there are somewhat alienated self-observations, some of which reflect Japanese society and especially women's roles in it. Does that make sense? Okay, but yeah. The point is, the writing, I've noticed that the, the protagonist, what am I saying I've noticed? I've only read one of our books, but... I'm going to catch up and get you get you up to speed on Ogawa's literature because from what I got in the memory police this person is going to be one of my faves for a very very long time because damn she she's a writer it's like the 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 lead is almost as if she doesn't know what she's doing but she does confuses you the reader eventually you catch up to it so like oh right i get it so she has that kind of vibe you know yeah okay <laughs> oh my gosh she has that kind of vibe i mean you don't have sense anyhow um so yoko ogawa is my favorite i have only read the memory police um i have the i have two of our other books on kindle that i want to read i think hotel iris or something but i will let you guys know when i eventually find out more about her writing but for now she's on my list as a favorite writer because that book was the bomb okay but i don't recommend the memory police to everyone some people do not like books that are not going anywhere this book doesn't exactly go anywhere it's like rotating around the same space so if you don't like books that do that just don't bother reading let me just give i can give you the gist myself but yeah it's not it's not a book for everybody this ogawa's books is an acquired taste yeah all right so my fourth person which is one of the people you guys guessed Jennifer Nazubuga Makobe. Yeah, my favorite Ugandan at the moment. Uh, she's. I don't know. Like, 
thinking about her is just making me blush. <laughs> ah! So I saw an Ake festival last year and she 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 got the letter I sent to um to her editor after I read Shintu and when I said my name for her to sign, she was like, Oh my god, you're the Amin and I was like, Oh my god, you remember me? <laughs> Scream But yeah, I love Makumbi's style of writing. Uh did you know that in twenty fourteen Chintu was actually long listed for the Tisselat Prize for literature. See, this is my problem with all these prizes. I did not know Chintu at the time. I mean, 2014 is a long time. I only read Chintu in like 2019. Was it 2018? 2019. 2018. I can't even remember. But the point is, this is the reason why the Tisselat Network is shit. Because they long listed a whole chintu and it did not win the prize i mean is it crack oh my goodness that book that book oh my god everybody needs to read that book anywho um chintu wasn't published for a very long time because western publishers thought it was too african for their taste i don't even know what that means I like feeling proud those western publishers oh well eventually the kwani manuscript project which is a literary prize for unpublished fiction by african writers published chintu and then from there boom it picked up and now here we are she's published in the uk in america she has three books, Chintu, Manchester Happened, and her latest book, The First Woman, which will be out on October 1st. You need to go get the book. What I like about um, Makumbi's work is it, it feels like authentic African oral storytelling style. I mean... Her, her her stories rely heavily on uh, Uganda oral traditions, especially the myth and the legends and the folk tales and the sayings. And you can tell that she's not trying to explain any of the sayings to you. She doesn't cuddle the reader. You have to give yourself brain, okay? Like she expects you to be smart. She expects that you reading this book you actually want to learn something you want to open your mind to a new world so she's going to give you that new world she's not going to she's not going to baby that world for you she's not going to give you a walking stick you're going to walk on your own two feet and you're going to find your way that's how my kumbi rolls (laughs) oh my goodness Ah, I'm sure that one of my neighbors has woken up and is thinking that I'm just here making noise inside the house. But yeah, that's my number four person on the list. Number five is Samantha Schwabling. Okay, so this is an Argentinian. She doesn't write, she writes in Spanish. So all her books are translated and her books have been translated to like 
more than 20 languages including english german french italian portuguese serbian and swedish i mean oh, everybody wants the peace of shrubling um i first experienced shrubling when i read mouthful of birds which is a collection of short stories a wild collection of short stories i mean when you read that book it's almost as if you have malaria because you start hallucinating on the worst type of shit like i don't know what she's smoking when she writes her books because it's it's like you've taken the ratadin and your nightmares have come to life and she's able to write these night oh my goodness shrubbing is a g she's she's a true g that's that's really all i have to say and she for she has three books out now and all three books have been shortlisted for the man booker uh international for the man booker international prize and i'm just upset three years in a row and you can't even give her the damn prize Ugh. oh my god Ugh. so she has written mouthful of birds fever dream fever dream is the first one it's a really short book and that book is the one that will make you feel like you have malaria because the the wow it's just it's wow and then there's little eyes which was published this year i love i love all her books i love her style of writing if she decides to start writing copy for an ad company i will buy the product because it's struggling she gets she gets me she actually gets all these writers get me so that's that's actually why they're on the list number six who is also my fellow October baby, Elif Shafak. I'm clapping. <laughs> so this Turkish-British queen has published like 17 books, 11 of them are novels, and I've only read two. I was introduced to her with um, her most recent fiction book 10 minutes 38 seconds in this strange world oh my goodness that book you guys oh people are writing in this like some do you know sometimes i read this kind of books and i'm like should i even bother writing my novel because these things are already out there like the books i want to read are actually out there like these are the writers like <sighs> And then I, I recently read The Bastard of Istanbul. Oh my god. See, in 2017, Shafak was chosen by Politico, one website like that, as one of the 12 people that will, that will give you a much needed lift of the heart. And that's what writing does. It always has a way of lifting me up. And she's such, she's such a babe. You should look, you should see her pictures. Like, Shafak is a babe. And when she's giving speeches or her talks, it's, she's always spitting the truth. Oh, I love her so much. Not just as a writer, but as a person. And I like those kind of people. So, yeah. Now, the seventh person on my list is Carmen Maria. Machado 
fun fact about Machado, she said her writing has been influenced by Yoko Ogawa, and I can tell. So I experienced the first time I read Machado was Her Body and Other Parties, which is the only book I've read. It's a collection of short stories, and yo, uh, her imagination is wild and properly written. So, so I'm a fan of that. I'm yet to read her novel in the um I said novel her memoir in the dream house which everyone has been raving about. It's actually one of my most anticipated books of 2019. I got it this year, but I haven't read it. I'm keeping it for this month in October because this month I want to read all my favorite books and sexy books. So yeah, I'm reading in the dream house this month and I can't wait. I know I'm going to love it. So she has just these two books out. So she has like short stories out there, here and there. I've read some. I like her writing a lot, and which is why I will always stand for Carmen Maria Machado. And we have got to the end of the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you guessed it. <laughs> Bernadine Avarista, my president. Salute. All right. So first of all, Bernadine's full name is Bernadine Ann Mobolaji Evaristo. Hey, Yoruba babe. <laughs> hey, Yoruba babe to the core. <laughs> yeah. So she won the Booker Prize in 2019. The only person who won the Booker Prize in 2019, by the way. She's the first black woman and the first black British person to win it. So, yeah. Let me give you a little history about Everisto because, you know, I'm just a fan. So she's the fourth of eight children born to her white English mother, who was a school teacher, and her Nigerian father, who migrated to Britain in 1949 and became a welder and local labor counselor. Her paternal grandfather was a Yoruba Aguda who returned from Brazil to Nigeria and her paternal grandmother was from Abelkota in Nigeria. Yeah? Her mother's paternal great grandfather <laughs> her mother's paternal great grandfather arrived in London from Germany in the eighteen sixties and settled in Woolwich Warwick in South Southeast London and her mother's maternal grandmother arrived in London from Ireland in the eighteen eighties and settled in Islington. So yeah, that's family fun fact from the Everistos. And I just love Everisto, you know. The first book I read was Girl Woman Other and I have, when I started reading that, I was like, shut the front door. You know the thing about Everisto's work? It reminded me that when you're good, like when you have polished your writing skills, the craft, the art of writing, you can do whatever the fuck you want on a page. And it works. Yeah, that's, that's the magic of Everisto. And something else I like about her is she just has positive vibes. I mean, she's a lecturer, 
but aside teaching her students she's very um she's very kind to young writers and writers around her she's a very let's all go together you know let's all rise to the top together do you need something to help you become better at your writing i got you she just has she's just kind it's just kindness like falling all over her body i met her actually last year and i literally died like died i made a t-shirt with a book cover and all i was like a proper, a proper fan girl it was crazy pictures online if you want evidence of that and she took a picture of me on her phone so there's a picture of me on bernard neverito's phone right now and there was one time on twitter i can't remember what i said to her but she said this is so funny <laughs> so she thinks i'm funny <laughs> oh my god everisto thinks i'm funny fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck the rest of the world everisto thinks i'm funny oh my god am i losing my voice shit all right let me wrap up so i have read girl woman other which was the first one i read and then blonde roots mr lover man highly recommended the Emperor's Babe, which is the picture that that's the book that is in my profile picture on social media. There's Lara, which is kind of like an autobiography. But I'm yet to read Hello Mom and Soul Tourist. And then yeah. But I'm saving that because I don't want to finish all of her books yet. Because there's no new book. So yeah. Those are <laughs> those are my favorite eight. This has been so much fun. Who are your favorite women writers that you'll always stand? Can can you think of like four or five? Share with me like who your own faves are. I'm thinking of doing a favorite men writers though. But I feel like that list is going to be shorter than this. <laughs> oh well, we'll see sometime in the future. Hey readers, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would love to hear or read about your favorite women writers. And you can do that by sending me a message on Twitter. My handle is at lipglossmafia, which is L-I-P-G-L-O-S-S-M-A-F-F-I-A. Subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode, which is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms. If you're on Instagram, send me a message there at Lipgloss Mafia or at the show's account at Something Bookish, which is something underscore underscore bookish. I share great content on both of these places, so you can follow me on all of those places. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the book love by spreading the word. If you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, rate and leave a review. It really helps new listeners find the show. Shares and reviews are my new love language. So thank you in advance. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you for listening. Readers, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And like Jim Ron said, reading is essential for those who seek to rise above the ordinary. Happy reading, everyone. XOXO.